guys, you got to figure this out. <laughs> yeah. So run it again. <laughs> Welcome to My Got a Podcast. I'm Jim Wood. In this episode, John Powell and I preview Georgia's matchup with Missouri. We talk about what we learned from Kirby's press conference, all three phases of the game, and we answer questions from you, our listeners. As always, remember to check out store.mygotapodcast.com to see our latest merch. And you can follow us on social media at My Got a Podcast. Finally, we'd love for you to check out our presenting sponsor, Oxia Time, at oxiatime.com. That's A X I A. T-I-M-E.com. Now, let's join the conversation in progress. All right, you're, you're coming to us live from the beach again. I'm coming to you live from the beach. Are you more well-rested, though, now than when we talked yesterday? I, I'm, I'm a little bit more well-rested, as, rest, as well-rested as one can be with, uh, let's see... Six six children running around versus four adults. Okay, but you're you you've got uh, I don't know got a little caught up on the sleep at least I hope a little caught up yes okay okay fair fair well since I did I, I started off with the popping at the top um, I will say that I have uh, an old faithful Woodford Reserve tonight so just uh, kind of. You've got the Woodford. I've got the Makers Forty Six and um, the French, the French Oak the <sighs> that you had the other night. Yes, yes. It's. Uh, I feel like it's it's legend is starting to spread because <laughs> we now know you like it. I know uh, Lamar Lovelace uh, from One Hundred Sanford. He he heard that last week and, and bought himself a bottle as well. And he liked it too. So it's good stuff, man. I don't know if it's like new or anything. Or had you ever seen that before until now? I've never had it before, actually. I'm I'm loving it. We may have to go get some more because uh, my brother-in-law and I have basically gone through almost a whole bottle already. <laughs> is, so is it, uh, how's the bourbon situation in the area? Uh, in the immediate area, it is not good. Uh, about 20 minutes down the road, uh, I, allegedly it's a little bit better, but um, I haven't ventured that far. So we're um, we're in a part of, we're in a part of the panhandle slash, you know, coastline or whatever that is. Um, I guess, how should, how should we say off the beaten path a little bit? Um, yeah. So it's, it's, there's like nothing out here. I have to drive 20 minutes to get to civilization basically. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. There's like no restaurant. There's hardly any restaurants. Like to give you to give you context, yeah. I guess the state of Alabama doesn't allow people to sell groceries and liquor out of the same establishment. So the place <laughs> that we went to was a gas station, a pizza restaurant, a retail store, a grocery store, a and a liquor store, all in the same building. But they were all distinct businesses. Got it. Okay. I had to buy the I had to buy the liquor on one side of the counter, <laughs> and then buy uh, and then I had to buy the 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 beer and the groceries and such on the other side of the the, the counter. <laughs> right, oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. That wasn't the Bucky's. Buck, am I even saying that right? No, that was not Bucky's. Was... Okay. I don't even know that they sell liquor at Bucky's. I don't even know if they sell beer, but maybe I don't know. I've never been to one. So and now people and now people yeah. same people that yell about raising canes. Are now yelling about Bucky's. I'm sure. <laughs> I've never even seen one driving. I guess I don't know. Uh, you'd have to go. You'd have to keep going. 
you'd have to keep going uh, towards Tennessee. I guess it, I guess the closest one for you is probably in Tennessee, in like Chattanooga area. Yeah, that's where I was by Chattanooga because I was I was expecting to see one on our drive home from Indianapolis, the national championship game, because my dad and I came down through Tennessee um, back to Charlotte. But we never mm-hmm. saw one. I don't know. Maybe we were in the wrong part of Tennessee. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I was actually, uh, there, there's a question that, uh, I think, uh, hug dog asked, asked about, um, uh, Bucky's will probably be a, 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 an item that we're eating, uh, when we head home. I think that's why it was on my mind. Yeah. <laughs> the, the back and forth on Twitter. I saw that, uh, yeah. too funny. Yeah. Too funny. Okay, cool. Fair. Um, well, uh, you know, we've got missouri this week um i i think i feel like i say this every time we have previewed them uh is like why are they in the sec but whatever <laughs> yeah seriously i don't know uh, can we just kick them out kick yeah. them in texas a&m out and just go back to what we were doing yeah i'm, I'm definitely like interested to see how the um how the scheduling changes, you know, when we get to the new, whatever the new model will be, you know, I've kind of laid out what I think it should be, but we'll see if they can get it right. But like, if, if, and when that, or when, I mean, it has to change in some shape. Um, I'm assuming these guys will not be on our annual slate anymore. Um, when Oklahoma and Texas join. So, which I'm fine with, like, we don't have any like history with these guys really. So, um, which on that note, like, we this is only the twelfth time we played them actually. So I think we had only played them one time since they before they joined the SEC, and so now we've played them ever ever since then. Um, All time series we are ten and one against these guys. So which is kind of weird. Like you thinking back, like they won the SEC East those two years in a row, and um, the first time it, they actually beat us, but the second one I, we actually smoked them. Um, I think that was in twenty four. Um, the mm-hmm. year that with uh, Chubb's or not Chubb, well, Chubb uh, 2014 was the girly suspension year. Sorry, that year. Um, with girly, I was and say girly 2014, we have a, a British bulldog that became a fan that year, <laughs> right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Seriously, good call, good call. Nice, nice recall. Um, yeah, so. Um, but yeah, so it's a, we do have a night game. So night game, uh, at Missouri, 7 30 PM, uh, kickoff at Missouri. Um, they come in at two and two on the season. Um, Owen one in the sec coming off that, uh, overtime loss to Auburn last week that we talked a little bit about in our, in our Kent state review. Um, the game is on SEC Network. It's on regular SEC Network, not SEC Network Plus. So if you struggled to find the stream last weekend, uh, do not worry. Um, it is not one of those games again. It's on regular SEC Network. Um, we've got Tom Hart on the call doing the play-by-play. Uh, mm-hmm. Jordan Jordan Rogers is the analyst, and Cole Kublik is the sideline reporter. Um, so I think we got a. I don't know. I think that's a pretty decent decent crew. Um, you know, bring bring back in the Bachelorette fame and, and fanfare <laughs> with Jordan Rogers. Yeah, that'll do. That'll do. <laughs> I mean, as long as as long as the game is in such a way that I can watch it when we get home and not have my power go out, uh, that that would be wonderful. 
Yeah. So actually, so what's the, when are you leaving? Are you traveling back on Saturday? Yes. We'll be traveling back. We're supposed to travel back Saturday morning. So check out, check out here Saturday morning. So the, it looks like the hurricane's going to miss us, you know, Mm. hopefully, you know, those of you that are in the, in the hurricane's path, you know, thoughts and prayers for everybody. Uh, Stay safe out there, Florida. Um, but uh, it looks like that the mobile area is going to be spared uh, by the, the uh, by the the hurricane this time around. Um, however, um, driving back towards towards it on Saturday, uh, I may be I may be driving into the hurricane, so to speak. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. That so okay, and thus your power. Yep. <laughs> Having yep. power coming. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Now I'm caught up. Sorry. <laughs> yep. Uh, that's the worry that's the worry is that you know number one i might not make it back because we have to stop because there's a you know thunderstorms tornadoes whatever it is once that thing reaches reaches georgia on saturday which it looks like it's supposed to be in the the heart of the metro atlanta area at around saturday afternoon so we'll see got it okay okay gotcha um it does look like the the weather there is supposed to be pretty nice um Looks yeah. like clear skies. Uh, last night looked like high of 78, low of 49, I think, at overnight. So the 7.30 kickoff, I think it's probably – I was just kind of looking at, like, what it's been lately. It will should be, like, in the 60s at kickoff. So if you're, if you're a road dog traveling and going to the game, um, looks like it should be, like, a nice, you know, early fall fall night, uh, nice, crisp football weather. That would be, be pretty sweet. Yeah, it should be, like, what, the high 60s and – you know, probably down into the fifties for the, for the very end of the game. Yeah. So that's, that's football. Uh, that's football, that's football that, weather. That's a sweet spot for me right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I concur. I concur. And then the, uh, the official hashtag for this one, this one is hashtag UGA VS M I Z. So that's the hashtag. I need to try to remember to like use said hashtag when tweeting from the podcast account on the day of the game. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was about to say we never use the hashtag. We never use it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to remember to goal goal for this weekend is to use the official hashtag. Uh, <laughs> Jim, Jim, note to self: use the hashtag you mentioned. Uh, awesome, <laughs> awesome. I, you know, uh, we've been doing some kind of fun facts. I don't really have any fun facts about these guys, other than uh, I, I started to try to like look, and then I kind of got distracted, and so I never did. So my only fun fact is that my friend Will Harvey. Uh, likes to say Missouri loves company and that's his joke. So um. Missouri loves company. <laughs> I don't have any fun facts either. Um, the only thing that I, 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 the only thing I saw was that, you know, the, the field that the, that it's, that it's on is, is named after a famous, a famous um, student and coach from, from Missouri. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said that and Let's, I can't remember the name. It's off Farrow, the top of my head. Pharaoh Field, right? Pharaoh Field, yeah. So I guess that uh, he's basically like their version of like Vince Dooley, I guess for lack of a better description. Okay. Um, okay. He's been he was around for a while, and I guess that uh, you know he, he he probably has one of the distinct pleasantries of like being having the field named after him. And he actually helped laid the sod for that field. Oh, interesting. 
See, yes. you get the, you do have the fun facts. Nice. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's a fun fact. I mean, it's not super exciting or anything, but like, uh, I did I did discover that in my in my pregame research. Uh, I'm trying to learn a little bit more about our foes and bring a little bit of interesting information to the table. So, Pharaoh Field, named after a famous famous athletic director who actually helped lay the sod when he was a student. I, I, that, that is interesting. I, I, yeah, I did not know that. And I, I, like I said, you know, like, I, I don't know. It's like, will I ever get over this? Like <laughs> them being the SEC and kind of stuff, because it is one where we could just like, you know, learn more about them and such. Um, and, I don't know, kind of we talked about earlier in the season, like when you play these teams that you haven't played as much, um, maybe there's things you don't know about them. Whereas like Auburn or whatever, we know, you know, we kind of know everything. Um, I guess we can continue to learn about our new, our new friends um or rivals i guess whatever um i guess my fun fact is geography wise like if you look at a map missouri actually quite resembles the state of georgia have you ever noticed that it actually like is in the same shape it's borders oh yeah i i I feel like i've noticed this but yes yeah yeah one of the that was uh like one of the memory tricks for our kids (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they were like taking the state's quizzes uh, in middle school. So anyways, okay. Uh, probably enough for the, for the matchup. We can hit some news and notes. Um, so a few things that I had jotted down. Um, first, Georgia is still number one in the AP and coaches poll, much to the chagrin of the crying Bama fans on Twitter. Um, <laughs> but apparently not so much the Bama fans in real life. Um, so I hear, um, actually the Bama fans that I actually know haven't been complaining about it either, but, um, I, I did think that was kind of interesting though, because I, I don't know. I, I heard a lot of people walking out of the stadium thinking that that could change. So, um, but the voters disagreed, I suppose. Um, the next news item, the kickoff times for next week were announced. So Auburn at Georgia will be a three thirty kickoff. Uh, so our first non 12 o'clock. Wait, no, that's not right. The first home game wasn't at 12 o'clock. Uh, it was at what, like four, right? So not at least not back-to-back nooners. Um, so was a little worried about George Auburn being a nooner. It is not. It's part of the CBS doubleheader. It is a 3.30 game that will lead into the night game of uh, Alabama and Texas A&M. So that's good news. Uh, good news for the tailgate next week. Yeah, I was worried about that being – yeah, I was worried about that being a, a, another nooner at home, which just would have been – Par for the course for the SEC East this year, it seems like. But um, yeah, it's uh, that's 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 awesome. Yeah, that is good. That's good news. That's good news. Um, and then uh, so we something that did it came out yesterday, and honestly, I can't remember if we had heard it or not. Um, by the time we recorded, actually, two two news items came out yesterday. So one was uh, Gioff Collins was let go uh, at George as head coach at Georgia Tech. Um, and then that, I think we did find out yesterday, but then also, uh, today looks like their athletic director was also let go. So Georgia tech cleaning house, uh, trouble on the flats. We'll see if they can turn it around. Hopefully not. Um, and, uh, the other one, the other not so great news, uh, is around Javon Bullard. So he did get arrested late Saturday night or early Sunday morning, a bunch of charges kind of strung together. So, don't know. Kirby did get asked about that in this press conference, and he said it was going to be handled as an internal matter. Um, then he kind of went through it. I think he basically has to go in front of like a disciplinary committee type thing. So we'll see that. 
we'll see what yeah. happens with that. And I'm not sure. I, I file that under due process. He's, yep. he, that's, that's Kirby's just due process blanket statement. Yep. Yep. I think that, uh, I think he's probably going to be missing for some time and probably doing a lot of running in practice, etc. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, but yeah, uh, out to, to all my tech friends out there, you know, Paul, if you're listening, um, eleven million dollars can buy a lot of capri pants, Jim. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I can. And and maybe he can get a stylist to help him with the suit selection. Like I don't know, man. Four hundred four. The culture no longer there. Yes, for sure. <laughs> culture not found. Culture not found. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I don't know, man. I'm I, I'm kind of bummed. Although they've kind of struck out the last several times with their their hires, so maybe yeah. they'll maybe they'll hit for the cycle here and just get another. True, true. I mean, yeah. I I just please do not let those guys become relevant again. I I th- I thoroughly enjoy them being their current state. So yeah, I I agree. Uh, it's one of those things where it's like we get a pretty much a a guaranteed. 365 days of hell from um georgia georgia tech fans when they when they win so yeah seriously. i would yep i would i would prefer to just continue to beat the snot out of them every single year and not have to worry about them ruining a season for us at the end of the year etc so yep for I, sure. i'm all good for sure um let's see uh two things out of kirby's press conference first the following players received the kirby smart Hopeful to get him back. Kiss of death. Those oh, players dear. are. Those players are Arian Smith, Ad Mitchell, and Jalen huh. Carter. So uh, don't listen to what Curry says. Uh, sounds like they will not be going. However, what's, well, go ahead. What's the deal with Jalen? Do you, uh, I yeah. know that uh, you're a little bit more astute on the on the Dog Central forums than I am. Um, sure. So just let me know what's what's the latest on Mr. Carter. Yeah, so it it does sound like a actually Kirby did say today that it's basically a nagging ankle injury, um, okay. and you know I meant to go back and look at the participation from last game because we were we were talking about snap counts and stuff. Um, from what I understand, he actually didn't play, so I thought I had seen him mm. in on offense, but maybe there's like a young tight end that wears eighty eight or something. <laughs> it was an offense that I saw. I, so I have to go back and look at that from the last game. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I mean, you know, he was limited against South Carolina and he didn't play it all this week. So, but with Kirby saying he's hopeful, I mean, he, he's, he gave like the, we're hopeful to get him back. So my guess is he's going to get another week of rest and try to come back for Auburn would be my guess. Um, but we shall see, but yeah, it's a, it's an ankle thing with him as well. Got it. The good news, though, on the flip side, uh, Kenny McIntosh, uh, what Kirby said about him was that he he said, but feel good about Kenny being able to go. So he didn't use the word hopeful anywhere around McIntosh. Um, so that's that's good news. Um, would love to have him. And he did not get the hopeful kiss of death. So that's that was good news. That's good. Uh, that was it. That was all that I had for the news and notes and the, and the press conference and such. Um, so if you're ready. We could talk a little bit about, uh, we can kind of do the usual. We, we can start with uh, what we're looking for when, when Georgia has the ball in this game. When Georgia has the ball, um, I'm, I'm going to be looking for our wide receivers to catch the ball. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going to be looking for a big game from Ladd. You know, obviously 
you know, yeah. I think that our offense kind of sputtered a little bit when he was having the case of the dropsies. Um, so I'll be looking for that. Um, I actually, can be, I, can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. Do you, something that I was wondering, and now that you've seen it, now that you've seen the, the Kirby lad interaction after the, <laughs> after the muff punt, um, when I saw it back on TV, I started wondering like, did Kirby lay into him so much about the muff punt that that kind of got in lad's head, you know? And then he was like, not playing well for the rest of the whole first half. And then he kind of got th- things back together. I don't know. It was interesting. What I, what I hear you saying is that when a parent yells at their kids, sometimes the kid gets a little flustered and get, <laughs> is not right the rest of the evening or day or whatever. <laughs> yes, exactly. Basically like that. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly, um, sorry, Carter, but, uh, sometimes <laughs> that does, that does tend to happen. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I mean, he, it's probably nothing. Maybe all right. So I guess a one perspective that I'll toss out there is uh, I'm sure that these guys get yelled at in practice all the time, and yeah. they just know that they just have to take it and move on. What was interesting to me was that while he was chewing his ass out, um, you know, his other teammates or whatever were patting him on the back, and you know, <laughs> they're they're like right immediately after Kirby like walked away, like he they're like they were like, all right, we know, we know, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> Yes, yes. Dad still loves you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, for sure. Yeah, so I'm sure that uh I'm sure that he was a little flustered to say the least. Um yeah. but he turned it on in the second half too. So Yeah, no, know. he did. He righted the whatever, shit at halftime somehow. Whatever he whatever he ate for breakfast, he should maybe just not eat that this this week. Fair. Okay, sorry, I got you sidetracked. You can you can resume before I interrupted you. Yeah, the other thing, so obviously the wide receiver play, um, who's going to be playing out there. I'll be looking for the running back situation. So we saw Ken, um, Kenny McIntosh, it uh, looked like he got a little little bit of a knock at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. So I, it's, it's very similar to some of these other injuries that I we've seen that like have turned out to be pretty, you know, pretty significant. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to see who they start. Uh, it is we're, we're not short of the love on Dejan Edwards. Um, so I think that he has played himself into more snaps for the, for the first team um, in my opinion. So I'm going to be looking for him. So the big thing with that is the yards after contact. So this has been something that I have been concerned about all year long thus far. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll be looking for yards after contact from the running backs course, which, you know, if you read dog central, like again, go over and check out what Josh posted about the stats, which made me feel a heck of a lot better about the running game. Yeah. Um, particularly, particularly in light of the situation with, um, you know, the situation with the the Missouri game. Um, I mean, um, not, not the Missouri game, the, the, the situation with Kent state. Um, I, I remember watching it thinking like, man, what are we doing on the running game? Well, (laughs) number one, like number one, like a lot of these passes and dinks and donks are designed runs basically. But, um, the thing that, the thing that I wasn't clear, I, 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 even watching it, I mean, you tell me, Jim, like, did you feel like that we had like a success, we had a successful running game. Like Josh's stats bear that out. And I was really surprised by it. (laughs) So me too. So I'll say, uh, watching it live. No, like watching it live. I just felt very, it felt frustrating, but I think a lot of that too is like the 
folks around you kind of rubbing off on you and people kind of grumbling. And it was kind of a weird game in general. Um, mm-hmm. So that's there. The other thing is to uh, like, I think the, there's a difference between, and I'm not an advanced stats guy, but there's a, there's a difference between like being successful, right. Which is around like gaining the yards that you need to gain basically to move the chains, right. Mm-hmm. Versus explosiveness. And I don't feel like the running game is explosive, but maybe that's okay. Um, and to be fair, I, I say that, and yet Brock Bowers had a 75 yard jet sweep for a <laughs> touchdown. And if we're going to say things like, well, Kirby can't, you know, move the goalposts and say that the short passing game is also the run game then I feel like we also can't say, oh, well, you got to take the Brock Bowers run out, you know, like you can't have it both ways kind of deal. So I don't right. know. And, and I will say too, like, I just, I, I still haven't rewatched the entire game, but it, I did just watch like the ESPN highlight package. And there were some pretty good runs. I mean, and like Kendall Milton actually had one pretty long run where he got, I don't know, like 15 yards downfield before anyone touched him. Um, so he I got think it was up from behind, as I recall. Yeah. Yeah. He, there was a bit of like a shoestring tackle. So I think it was better than it felt in the moment, I guess, as part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I would agree with that. Um, I don't know. I guess that's uh, really for me. I'm just looking to see who starts. I'm I'm curious to see who gets the lion's share of the carries yeah. uh, in this particular game. Like I said, Dejan Edwards, in my opinion, seems to be the better running back, like true running back. If you think of like a, a Georgia running back, um, yeah. in, in my opinion, I think he looks the, he looks the part thus far. Yep. And I mean, I believe, I mean, he was, he was the leading uh, ball carrier, uh, like, uh, last week against Kent State, uh, he had the most carries, even on volume, um, which I don't think had ever been the case for him uh, in the past. So that was the first. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, does that – I think you're right, though. It does kind of factor in. Even though Kirby did not give McIntosh the hopeful kiss of death, um, he still – maybe he doesn't start. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. That that will definitely be something to watch. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got some listener questions about the run game, so I won't go into that any more than we already did. Um, but you know, I, I guess the one thing I'll be watching on our side is, um, do we come out firing on all cylinders? You know, it's an away game. It's an sec game on the road at night. We don't have any of that noon stuff. I'm, I'm kind of curious to see what does Stetson look like coming out of the gate? Like, can he, you know, cause he's had a little bit of a slow start, um, and then kind of come on. I mean, obviously he's still putting up, he's putting up great numbers. Um, but I'm curious to see, can he just kind of come out of the gate, uh, roaring? Um, and I did look, yeah. And then I did look at, um, just kind of looking through Missouri's players, uh, something that stood out to me, Isaiah McGuire, number nine, he's a, a defensive lineman. He has three sacks on the season. Um, so just, someone to watch out for in the, on the Missouri defense there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's uh that's definitely someone to, to pay attention to. I, I, I think we'll be okay. Yeah. 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 I think so too. I think so too. Okay. Well, uh, before we move on to the defense, Oh, go ahead. Uh, especially before we move on to the defense, I do have a question for you, Jim, like oh, as, yeah. as pertains to the offense, do you, so Graham posted his 12, his 12 things, right? So yeah. over on Dog Central, we have he, Graham has a weekly weekly post that he puts together 12, 12 takeaways from from the game. Um, 
I was reading that and there are some some gleanings that I would take from that as like it almost sounded like and I've heard in interviews like that they needed diversity and all this kind of stuff <laughs> like do you think that that do you think that they tried to like sabotage the boys <laughs> like to, to manu- Kirby Kirby and Monken and uh the the coaching staff like had to had to manufacture adversity because they we, we had not been challenged at all all season long and so they had to manufacture that adversity what do you think about that so i did because there was a lot of different things that we had not seen yeah uh not seen and so i think the grammy even pointed out that like at one point monken ran the same running play three times in a row or something like that. And it's like, guys, you got to figure this out. <laughs> yeah. So Run it again, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll say this. I want to believe it. I want to believe it. Um, sometimes I do wonder if uh, I'm trying to think of the right word here. Like, are they really that diabolical? Like, are they, really, <laughs> you know, like, like is Kirby really going to be like, we need some adversity to manufacture it. Or is it a function of, you know, like, all right, like how much did we talk about Kent State in the Kent State preview? Right. Not like, much. Not much. Right. Uh, how much did any other podcast that you listen to actually talk about Kent State in the Kent State preview? Like, is it is it a function of being diabolical and manufacturing adversity? Or is it a, a function of everyone treated Kent State the same way we did? And I'd love to believe that they're that diabolical and that they're, you know, such masters of motivation and can figure all that stuff out. I think they will definitely use what happened to motivate going forward, but whether they manufactured it or not, I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sold on that, but I'm also not, I mean, I'm not ruling it out. Like it's definitely possible. Yeah. I was just curious. A lot yeah. of a lot of the third and fourth stringers. I haven't actually seen a snap count. Um, I, I will say the rotations. I mean, I, I that's what makes me like really think it is a possibility. Like the substitution, <laughs> the, the substitution patterns and everything. Like yes, um, and especially in the defense. Like the defense was rotating like crazy. Um, yeah. But but on the offense, I mean, I, don't, I mean, you know, like Stetson played like the whole game. <laughs> Um, so that was interesting, but you know, I don't know, maybe like he needed, we needed that. So it's definitely possible. Definitely possible. After reviewing everything, I think that it's like one of those things where, uh, everything that I, I think I texted you, like, I, we're not here to talk about Kent state, but like, mm-hmm. I, what, 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 what I do believe as we look forward to the rest of the season is that first quarter in the previous game was Murphy's law. Yeah, I, I didn't realize, you know, obviously I didn't watch the whole thing from start to finish until, you know, today, basically. Um, I didn't realize how chaotic that first 15 <laughs> minutes really was. Like you yeah. literally had everything at a safety at a muff punt. You had an interception. You had a 75 yard touchdown on the second play of the game. And frankly, it could have been a touchdown on the first play of the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. You had drops, you had uh a safety, you had block punts, you had <laughs> all sorts of stuff. Like it was crazy, dude. It was crazy. Um like just absolute carnage and chaos to start the game out. And I just don't think that you're ever gonna see something like that again from 
from the UGA side of things. So yeah. if it took if it took the first 15 minutes of WTF plays for them to get the ship righted for the rest of the heart of the SEC SEC schedule, um, you know, I'll take it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, better for that stuff to happen against Kent State when you can you can fight through it and point back to it as a teaching moment than against someone who's going to beat you because you did all right. that, right? Right. So, yeah. So in one way, in one way, you got like the guys, the guys that had to go through practice today or this week. Um, yeah, I pity, I pity them. You know what I mean? Like they got <laughs> yeah. the the ire of the coaching staff, and then Missouri gets to take the brunt of it. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> when, exactly. when they unfurl unfurl their corrections yeah and that's why i want to that's what that's where what i was saying about like how do we come out of the gate you know it's primarily on offense there I'm, I'm curious to see how that how that happens or you know what they look like um are they firing all cylinders right away because they're motivated based off of that yep cool okay um well before we get into the defense why don't we take a moment to remind everyone that Season three of My Got a Podcast is brought to you by Axia Time. Uh, it is a custom watch company. And if you want to commemorate the dog's national championship in style, you've got to check out their Georgia national championship timepieces. Um, I'm actually wearing mine right now as we are recording. Um, it's a beautiful watch. It's stainless steel. Um, got a red face. It's got, uh, you know, it, it's subtle. Um, it's very classy. Uh, it's got the Power G on it. Uh, and it has the, you know, official CFP 2021 national champions logo. It's also got the CFP logo on the clasp and the crown as well. Um, I don't know, John, what do you, what do you, what do you got to add about your watch? Yeah, I love it. Um, I think that the, one of the things that I love about this watch is that, you know, it's focused on the university and Mm -hmm. focused on the fact that we are national champions and it's not focused on a a brand, um, Mm -hmm. a brand name, um, subtle, subtle brand logo on the second hand, I believe. Um, but even then you like, you would have to really, really look at it. Uh, I think that my favorite part of this watch is, um, is, is the power G's all along the inside of the dial as part of like a um a decoration uh if you will um it gives it a nice little aesthetic and you look closely at it it's like oh wow those are those are georgia g's those are power g's um so it's it's a beautiful watch it's it's very nicely done um and couldn't be i couldn't be happier more happy with uh with this yeah for sure agreed well if you're looking for a unique holiday gift for a bulldog fan uh one thing you do want to order it early so no later than Cyber Monday. Uh, so, you know, that's the Monday after Thanksgiving uh, to make sure that it arrives in time for Christmas. And hey, this year's cultural bubble F. Uh, be sure to check them out at axiatime.com. That's A-X-I-A-T-I-M-E.com. And uh, exclusive just for our listeners, you can get 10% off these timepieces by using code MyGotAPodcast at checkout. So go check them out for sure. Oxia time at oxiatime.com. Yes. You make sure you get those orders in because like these are handcrafted. These are, these are high quality time pieces that are, that are you can't just buy off the shelf. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Awesome. All right. Let's uh, move on to the Georgia defense. So what we're looking for when Missouri has the ball, I actually have, um, I jotted down a bunch of stuff actually about some of the Missouri players. Um, why don't 
you cool if I run through some of those guys really quick? Let's um, do it. So first off, their their quarterback Brady Cook, uh, he's got a pretty cool story. He grew up a Missouri fan uh, his entire life, and like his basically his dream was to be quarterback at Missouri. Um, he did. He actually played in the game against Georgia last year. I don't even really re- remember that. I just remember the starting guy, uh, Macon. But um, you know, I I believe Lily had a soccer tournament. I think I barely saw any of that game last year. Um, so I don't really remember him. But um, on the year, he's sixty nine for one hundred nine. Uh, so it's a 63% completion percentage for 805 yards. He does have four passing touchdowns and four interceptions though. So that's uh, across four games. Um, and let's see, he, all, he does run a bit though also. So he's got uh, 36 carries for 158 yards and two rushing touchdowns as well on the year. So just a little bit about their quarterback. Um, their running back room Uh it uh, seems to be running back by committee, uh, powered by two transfers. Uh, so Nathaniel Pete is a transfer from Stanford. Um, he unfortunately he was the guy that fumbled the ball in the back of the end zone in overtime against Auburn in the last play of the game. Um, <laughs> so that's him. Um, but and then the other running back is Cody Schrader, uh, also a transfer from Division Two Truman State. This guy, he led Division Two last year with 2,074 yards. Uh, he scored a touchdown in every single game, and he had five 200-yard rushing games in D2. Um, so I don't know. It, it's a, a, a very different transfer uh, than we're used to seeing in the transfer portal. Guy jumping all the way up from D2 uh, to a D, D1 school. So I don't know, just a couple of stories that I found there. Um and then the receiving room, uh, they actually have the SEC's leading receiver in Dominic Lovett. Uh, he has 376 yards and two touchdowns. Um, and then uh, for the recruiting folks, a familiar name, Luther Burton. Uh, he's like He was like a mega, super five-star recruit. Uh, Georgia was after him very hard. He ended up, he chose, you know, Missouri over Georgia, among others. Um, so he's kind of their freshman phenom. Um, and they, I, I know like, at least in the first game, I know like he's lined up at the wild in the wildcat some as well. I believe he does some kick returns. So he's a bit of a Mr. Everything. Um, but not the leading receiver. That's uh that's love it. So those are the things I, I, I gleaned from, uh, from their stats and roster. Yeah. I, uh, I think that, I think that what we've seen with these wide receivers like that, that are clearly talented and have a a clear, um, you know, star power, uh, they do tend to give us problems. So I'm sure that that guy's going to get his yards. I mean, we saw it with South Carolina for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I think that's the thing to watch. Right. And especially like with what Kent state did to Georgia was basically like, they didn't really go vertical, right. They kind of went side to side, um, a lot of screens. And Mm -hmm. I know like the long touchdown on the screen, um, I've now seen it back and like, and Kirby actually talked about this in the press conference as well. And I think Graham wrote about it as well, but basically like, you know, um, our boundary corner Lasseter did not turn the receiver in and he got around the outside and with the angle Chris Smith took, he couldn't get him and he was just gone. Like there was no one else there. So I'm sure they'll be working on that this week <laughs> uh, to correct that. Um, you know, that's like with South Carolina, right? Like Rattler hit that one, that one long pass kind of over the top. Um, so I don't know, can they, can they do anything there? And again, what's the great equalizer pressure, uh, can we get pressure? I would feel better if, um, 
we had Jalen Carter out there. I don't expect to see him go based on the hopeful comment. Um, but you know, next man up, everyone's got to step up. Um, I don't know. Love to see Nolan Smith and Robert Beal get after it. Yeah. I, I fully expect them to be full tilt for this game. (laughs) (laughs) If you will. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, you know, I mean, like just continue the, uh, you know, the Malachi Starks trend. I, I, I was looking, when I was looking through the stats today too, also, I mean, how about we've got, uh, our two, you know, leading interceptors on the team are our safeties in, uh, in Malachi Starks and, and Chris Smith. So we'll see if they can kind of, they can keep that up as well. Yeah, and, I'm you know, sure. And, you know, um, like I said, he's, this guy's thrown four picks in four games. So opportunity is there. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that they will have an opportunity to increase their, their INTs for the season. Yeah. I have, uh, I think a couple of things on special teams, unless you've got anything on the defense, anything else in the defense. I'm going to be. So the only thing that I'm curious about is like, what's who's going to, who's going to replace Javon Bullard. Mm, yeah. And, and is he going to be playing or not? I, I mean, I've seen some reports. Um, I've seen some reports that Kirby has said that they were just going to deal with it internally. Um he did clarify that basically internally means he's going to go through the internal process. So it, deal with internally doesn't necessarily mean not suspended, but it also doesn't mean suspended. It means the way he worded it today is basically, we don't know yet that he hasn't gone through the process yet. Right. Whatever well, that means. I think that, yeah, we'll see. We're, hopefully we're, we don't, we're hopeful, hopeful that he <laughs> plays. So yeah. um, I'm not sure if that's a good thing or not. Um, yeah, that's so. That's that's my my look against a, a team that has a star-studded wide receiver out there. Yeah, we've already got a young secondary out there. So, yeah, taking a starter a starting defensive back out of there out of the mix and throwing in someone's pressure is probably going to create some some problems. Some they mentioned communication. I think was it Starks that said that they got to work on their communication. Um, I can't remember in the post game interviews. But uh, I think that that's something that could come up. Uh, so that's that's something I'll be looking for. And you know, is he or isn't he Jalen Carter? Um, is he going to play this this game or not? Yeah. Back to the the Bullard piece on like who's going to replace him. I mean, because the other thing we have to think about there also is you know you would maybe think William Poole um, a couple weeks ago, but he you know he's no longer with the team. So I mean, I think we're kind of down to Tyke Smith. Um, and uh Tyke did he did take the the first team reps uh, i believe I, I read the practice notes today yeah. um yeah head on over to dog central if you want to get the latest on on what's going on with the with everything uh, there's yep. some recruiting tidbits um georgia's quarterback situation next year seems sounds like it's getting a little bit more complicated so yeah go check it out yeah for sure cool um, so my, my couple of special teams notes were two things. So one on, one on their end, not to keep harping on their lost Auburn, but you know, uh, poor kicker, <laughs> you know, he, he missed a really short one, um, that would have won the game at the end of regulation against Auburn. Um, so that's one thing on their end. And then on, on our end, we've had two weeks in a row that we've given up a fake punt, a successful fake punt, uh, on our punt return, our punt return coverage team. Um, how about we don't let that happen this week? 
Yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd I'd rather not have any any issues in the in the special teams game. Yeah, and not to keep going back to Kent State, <laughs> but I will say, I don't know if you noticed this, if you could see this on TV, we were clearly like expecting a fake the entire game because like Lad was not very deep, and then like he was really close to the line, and then he would back up like at the last second. So it looked like they were in some kind of weird alignments. Anyway, so whatever. Well, I'm definitely I'm definitely over having the fake punts uh, converting. So I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd rather not see that ever again. Yeah. I'm so over it, Jeremy. <laughs> and I, I guarantee you that we're not the only team that's noticed it. Well, and and both of them, the punter threw a pass, right? Like they were basically like I don't know that it was like exactly the same play, but both times it was a pass by the punter. Like, come on, guys. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Ah. <laughs> Sorry. Like, no, just I've got us months in. <laughs> just just account just account for every player on the field. I mean, that's ultimately what it comes down to. You got to account for everyone. Yep. Yep. Yep, for sure. Okay. All right. Well, I think that that about wraps it up for that uh those topics and we can move on into the listener questions. Um first up, we actually got a question through Facebook. So, hey, if you're on if you're on Facebook, we are on Facebook as well. You know, we're my got a podcast pretty much everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, obviously Twitter, uh TikTok. So you can hit us up wherever you want to reach out to us. My got a podcast at gmail.com, all places that are uh, valid. Um, also on dog central, we got a dog central question, but so the first one from uh, Trent Thacker on Facebook in honor of the Gioff Collins firing, what are your favorite Georgia versus tech moments in the Gioff Collins era? And he gives us his list. Um, his list is pretty extensive. I, I have a couple of things I'll add. But I, I I don't I won't, I don't think I can add five. So his he's got number five, the Pickens forty one yard touchdown catch in twenty nineteen. Number mm-hmm. four, number four, the Tyson Campbell fumble recovery for a touchdown in twenty nineteen. Uh, number three, Kenny McIntosh fifty nine yard touchdown run in twenty twenty one. Number two, the long Brock Bowers catch and touchdown run down the center of the field in twenty twenty one. I know you were th- these ones you were in person for those two. Um, yep. And then number one, I definitely agree with George Pickens throwing the tech defensive back into the wall <laughs> in 2019. Uh, so I think that is a, a great list. Um, I would say the other, didn't Brock Bowers have like another crazy touchdown? Uh, like where it was like a crazy catch, like kind of in the corner yeah. of the end zone. That's correct. A good one. That's a good yeah. one. Okay. Yeah. I would um, say that I would say that those for a number of reasons were my favorite memories mm. of Jeff Collins your time at, at Georgia Tech. Yeah, you were there in person. What, what I else? happened to be there. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah. The my one, I was gonna add another off-field thing. Um, you know, like Gioff and the team like lifting weights and doing push-ups on the sideline pregame. I don't oh know, like <laughs> like that's gotta be that's pretty high up. <laughs> it has to it has to be pretty high up there because that's one um, of those situations that you just I, I remember, I remember the ESPN crew going through there and filming that, and I remember thinking to myself, "What in the <laughs> heck are they doing? Like, who does that?" Oh, Gioff! Oh, Gioff! Well, and then I think what was even better was I think that some of the alumni for for UGA like they chimed in on Twitter on the Twitters and were saying like, "Do y'all work out? Y'all lift weights?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, so good. I do. Trent, I appreciate the distaste for Georgia tech. There, there's not many of us, uh, left anymore. So much appreciated. Um, yeah, that's good. All right. Let's see. Let's go to over to Twitter. 
Uh, so Zach, SC dog eight sixty four. What do you want to see improved upon this week from last week? Uh, and then he has another one. So what do you what do you want to see improved this week? Uh, what do I want to see improved? I, I think the wide receiver wide receiver is catching the ball when when thrown to them. Okay. I, I would like to see zero drops. Mm. Okay, that's a good one. I I'm going to say no fake punts allowed. um and then uh he said if you could replace missouri with a team better fit for the sec east who would it be clemson okay that's a good one i'm gonna give a kind of a weird one i'm gonna give a bit of a curveball Tulane, auburn (laughs) oh let's follow let's follow some geography and put auburn in the east um so that's, That's a my fair thought. assessment. That's a fair assessment. I like it. Uh, let's see. Next up, 51 to 7, GATA. Uh, as we get ready for another division game at Missouri, in your opinion, what Power 5 school made the biggest mistake during conference realignment from the years of 1992 to today? Uh, and he said it can be a school that stayed with their conference or one that did make the move. Um, I've got an answer um, if you want me to go first. So here's I'm gonna I'm gonna respectfully bow out of this this question because I don't know that I know enough about the other conferences and who did or didn't go to okay. make a, 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 an an educated answer. However, what I will say is is that when it comes to conference realignment in general, I believe that Georgia Tech made a, a huge error in not going to the SEC or sticking with the SEC. Right. Yes. No, I, that is the biggest mistake ever. It's before it's outside of the window of his question, but that Correct. you were right. If you go all time, that is the worst move. <laughs> it's a horrible <laughs> move. Um, so it was a horrible mistake, which is what Larry Munson said about George Godsey when he threw a pick six to Tim Wansley. Anyways, um, <laughs> I'm going to say Nebraska. Um, I think I, to me, like college football is a regional sport and like that. And I know like the big 10 or sorry, well, big 10 is where they are now. Um, the big 12 wasn't always there anyway. It was like the old Southwest conference and all those kind of things. But like, I don't know, to me, that's just so weird of them being in the big 10. Um, my close runner up would be Miami. Um, and I feel like their move also created the power five because before they were basically six and, you know, that was the demise of the big East and like Mm -hmm. what that kind of, that started it all. So that's my, my second one. And, but I'm probably more upset about that one because that one is the one that I feel like kind of screwed everything up and started all this huge, that's, you know, the, whatever that that's where it all all really started. So, (laughs) but I, but I think Nebraska, I think Nebraska has suffered the most from theirs. Um, and Fletcher Proctor, I know he responded and he said, he said the same one there. That was his, his response as well. So, okay. Yeah. Sounds Um, good. We've got a, we've got a, I'm going to kind of group some of these together. We've got a group around, uh, the run game slash offensive line. Um, so I'm just going to read these three questions and then we can kind of talk about them together because they're all somewhat similar. So Georgia on tap from the dog sigil forum uh, said, I know I'm being the same drum, but comment on the running game between the tackles. Has it pretty much, has it pretty much just become a show play to prove we will do it. Um, Chris dog 90 on Twitter just said, what are your thoughts on the running game? And then Chad Jarvis on Twitter said thoughts on the offensive line issues, especially Xavier Truss. 
Um, I mean, I know we talked about the running game earlier. Like, I think uh, Georgia on Tap's question was pretty interesting about the between the tackles because you know I think um, that gets into some of the stats that Josh and I think and Graham had put together around like the outside runs are much more effective right now than running in the in between the tackles. Um, and I think some of the questions are essentially around the the guard play, which is where I think this groups in with with Chad's question around trust. Um, I, I am I, I will say this. Um, on that piece, like on guard play and things, <laughs> not to be a dead horse, but like subscribe to Doc Central and read like Graham's 12 takeaways. Like he, he's much more knowledgeable about that than I am. I will say like running up the middle um, has definitely not been as successful this year. Uh, like your point about yards after contact, I think is valid. Um, I think the, the thing that I've been more concerned about, or I, I guess not more concerned about, but also concerned about is like, the yards before contact. Cause it feels very low, <laughs> especially for those inside runs. Like there's not a big hole. And mm-hmm. especially like talking about when playing a Mac team in Kent state, there weren't big holes up the middle. Like there were some big holes, but it was more on the edge. Um, so like what, what exactly is going on there? Is it the guards? Is it like the scheme that we're, you know, we've had a pretty high turnover at offensive line coach over the last few years as well, right? Like, is that playing in? Um, yeah, well, you know, Cyril's, Cyril's was around for, wasn't he around for the Carlton Thomas years? <laughs> That's a great question. I'm not sure if that exactly overlaps, but possibly. <laughs> I mean, but he was he was around during those time periods, right? When we were just running up the gut and... Uh, was Bobo the offensive coordinator when Cyril's was there? I can't remember. Uh, yeah, 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 he was. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know, someone might have just like thrown their podcast player somewhere, but I think that's yeah, well, I mean, I think it's it's just part and parcel with the criticism of the of the offense this year is that you know we're slinging it around the park and you know Brock Bowers is doing Brock Bowers things, but I do still believe, and I'm I'm telling you, man, like. I haven't seen it. And I think one of the questions was like, prove, prove we're going to do it basically. Like, mm. can, can we get short yardage? Can we get short yards when we need it? When we absolutely have to have it. Yeah. So I think that's what gets to Josh's, Josh's uh, blog post, right. Which is not, which is uh, not behind the paywall, by the way, is his weekly stats post review is that's the success rate, right? Cause the successful is like, you know, did you gain the yards you needed to as far as like moving the change and the success rate on the rushing is very high, which is mm-hmm. what like, again, like to what you're saying, right? Like when you're watching the game, you don't feel like that way, but you know, those are, that's like a binary stat. Um, so I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, Georgia on tap to your piece, I will say like balance does matter and you need to be able to show a look and have the defense. You have to keep the defense on honest. So there definitely are times where, it may not work, but you've got to do it because they have to be worried about it. Um, and we have to, you've got to do certain things to make them think that you're going to do it later. And if you never run up the middle, they're never going to believe that you're going to, and you need to, you need them to at least think they are. So I do think there is something to that. Yeah. The window dressings with Munkin's Munkin's situation is, is, you know, with his play calling and it, the window dressings are are important for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so hopefully we got to all those. Um, 
let's see. <laughs> you, I think you, you've talked about this one um, from Jimmy Duncan on Twitter. Uh, thoughts <laughs> or, and concerns with the receiver drops last week. Uh, seems like they figured it out in the second half. Um, we, I think we've, we've probably already talked about that. So he does have a second question around, uh, and I can't answer this one, compare and contrast Columbia, Missouri to Columbia, South Carolina. Cheers and go dogs. Um, have you ever been to, I've never been to Missouri, Missouri at all. Um, have you been to so, Columbia? I haven't been to Columbia. However, okay. we, we obviously Carter and I went to St. Louis, um, and had a wonderful experience in St. Louis. Uh, I don't know. I was looking, I think that Columbia is like halfway between Kansas city and St. Louis, I believe. Okay. Um, I would say definitely not yeah. as hot. <laughs> it's Columbia, yeah, not as hot. Columbia, having having never been to Columbia, Missouri, I can tell you that I have no desire to go to Columbia, South Carolina. So I would, I, I, Columbia, Missouri is a wonderful place. Yeah, right. I know, <laughs> I know that the people that went like, uh, like in 2012, you know, our first time there, uh, what was it? That was the the grown grown man football game. Um, I have heard good stories and about folks that really enjoyed their time there. Um, I think it's like not super easy to get to from what I remember. Like you have to fly in elsewhere and drive over. I could be wrong, but um, yeah. So sorry, Jimmy. I don't, I don't have much having, having never been there. I do have on my bucket list to eventually attend every stadium in the sec. Um, and I, that's one of the places that I have not gotten to yet. So someday I'll be, someday I will hopefully be able to answer that question. So I guess that's a solid two hours from St. Louis. Okay. Okay. Um, which you know, close-ish. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I have no opinions other than Columbia, South Carolina sucks, and pretty much <laughs> many places in South Carolina suck. Uh, except for Fripp Island, where Fripp dogs. Except for Fripp Island, often yes. goes to. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's Hilton, see. Hilton Head's okay. <laughs> That's true. I, I like Hilton Head. I spent a lot of time at Hilton Head. Um, let's see. Fletcher Proctor Gaffney. Gaffney sucks. Sorry, Gaffney. Yes. Your highway, I-85 going through your city is not good. I don't know about your city itself, but the highway is not good. Anyway, doesn't matter. Fletcher Proctor, uh, which injured receiver do we need back more? Arian Smith? A.D. Mitchell. Or A.D. Mitchell. Yeah, I agree. Uh, he said, I'd love to have both back ASAP, but who would help out Stetson in the Heisman race? So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's A.D. So, I mean, it's got to be AD because we haven't really seen Arian Smith healthy. It's crazy how few snaps he's taken, you know? Yeah. Like, it feels he, like he's played more. I mean, he's just not played much. I'm trying to think, like, um, you know who Arian Smith reminds me of is Brandon Smith from the Rick era. Mm, you remember no. Brandon? You remember Brandon Smith? Yeah, like, he, the, he was a like, he wore number one. He was a defensive back slash sometimes he, offensive player yeah he okay. he played he played on offense he, i feel like he was always hurt so like mm-hmm. I, I don't know man i just feel like that he maybe brandon smith's not the right one but i don't know there's just i'm trying to think of like a a, a wide receiver who i feel like was just like always hurt and yeah, we well, never really got to see him brandon smith was like a two-way player like he played primarily defensive back but they, whenever he put they put him in on offense like he was amazing like i feel like it was kind of like one of those weird situations of, Hey, maybe he should play wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. He was probably the, um, um, 
Meikle before Meikle, right? Yeah. Okay. I was just about to say that. John, you're like reading my mind again here. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. I agree. So maybe Arian Smith is not the correct, but like what there's kind of, I'm trying to think of like a wide receiver because there's been a lot of wide receivers that has come, that have come through UGA, but like they just never really were able to, to click because they were either hurt or, you know, just the timing wasn't right. I'm just trying to think. I mean, not a wide receiver, but Patrick Pass had turf toe for like three years. So I feel like he's kind of out there. <laughs> right, right, right. I exaggerate. But in 1998, he had turf toe like the entire season. <laughs> yeah. Which I, don't I know, can man. relate to. I, I mean, I understand. It's understandable. I would love to see Arian Smith be more impactful. But at this point, uh, A.D. Mitchell's got to be the answer on that one. Yeah, we've just seen him be more versatile. I mean, Arian Smith, I mean, you know, we – and not that he, I'm not saying that he has like not done what he's been asked to do, but like, I mean, we've seen him run a great fly pattern and score touchdowns and that's awesome. But I think like, I think AD has been much more versatile and I think has had, would make a bigger impact there, but love to have both of them back. Uh, but if it's between the two, I'd go AD. Yep. Okay. Uh, next up, Brett building, uh, when was the last time the dogs played two tiger teams back to back? So I didn't know the answer to this one. So full disclosure, I just went ahead and looked it up ahead of time because I didn't know. Um, so I, but I have the answer. So I will just answer it. It was actually only two years ago in 2019. Uh, the funny thing is it was also Missouri followed by Auburn, just like this week and next week. Um, but back then it was in November instead of September um, and what? October. Yeah, which is the correct time to play Auburn, and we can talk about that next week. Uh, let's see. Next up. <laughs> okay. I'm already laughing. Next up, Will Kaplan. If I make an elaborate fast food slash chain restaurant bracket, we all fill it out for the bye week and debate it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll debate just about anything related to food on the podcast <laughs> okay so something i realized today uh because when i realized um because i like okay so quick inside sources we're going to talk about this with, with chris later but british bulldog did did text us and tell us that he actually did not have raisin canes while he was in town and i was trying uh, to figure out like like where is it exactly dude it's in the guthrie's building I looked it up. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? It like Guthrie's is now raising canes. I'm pretty sure someone uh, tell me if I'm wrong. No, but. you are. You are. I will. I will tell you, you are wrong because I actually drove by a billboard that said Guthrie's fried chicken in Athens. No, not in Athens. Like on the way to here, on the way to to, to Florabama. Oh no, 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 no! But I'm saying, but yeah, but in the the raising canes in Athens is in the building that used to be Guthrie's when we went to school. Oh, oh. So you're you're asking like is is the one that in the, Athens? Is that true? Okay, got I'm, it. I mean, I looked on Google Maps. So unless I don't remember where Guthrie's was, Hang on. now <laughs> it's been now a, I gotta know. It's now been a I'm long time. I feel like that's the same building that Guthrie's was in. Is it on Baxter Street? Because that's yes, where it was. It's on Baxter. Okay. And it's like not too far from the dorms. Like take a left out of Russell Hall. It's up there a little ways on the left. I believe that's where it was. I'm pretty sure that's where it was. Yeah, I I, I think so. So how did I not how did I not know this? <laughs> so now I know where it is. Now I want to try it even more. <laughs> so Ooh. 
ooh, uh, you could also try Ponko's chicken, which is just up the road. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, we're <laughs> which gonna have is, it. Which the, is also really good. The great chicken debate. I was kind of disappointed in myself and not like bringing raising canes to the tailgate to have Chris to try. I mean, but, I, I wasn't gonna say anything, but like that was a massive fail for, well, on everybody's part. Okay, not to spoil anything else, but uh, I did. I did bring. I did bring Panda's bean dip. So that's <laughs> that was my focus. And so but we'll get to that. We'll get to that next time. Uh Jason Huggins, Hug Dog. Hug Dog, it was good to see you. That's two games in a row. I've actually seen Hug Dog in person. It was good times. Um finally, a night came this week. Number one, what's on your grill and in your glass this Saturday? Oh, and then he said, Do you want to pick up pick my kickoff for? And he had a, a picture of his uh Bourbon collection, which was quite impressive, Jason. Um, yes. So let's see. You're, so this is, and I think this is, uh, we can have a callback to the earlier conversation, I believe, because yours is while you're driving and such, I believe. Yeah, right? I th- I'm, I'm going to have uh, probably Bucky's brisket, <laughs> which is, um, it's actually like really close to Gulf Shores. So um, okay. that's a, I think that's a no brainer pit stop for us on the way out of town get some gas get some food and shove off to marietta but in the glass in the glass for the evening um i'm probably gonna go eht because that's what i got at home okay so i don't know because you know there's nothing like mascot related i could do really so i might just do like some uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll do burgers because I, d- I definitely love, I love doing burgers in the big green egg. Um, the other, only other thing I could do is maybe I could smoke some brisket and so that I could have my brisket and you could have your brisket and we can compare notes, but that's, mm. uh, it takes a lot of time. <laughs> so we'll see. And I think, and it, I guess the other thing is it's supposed to be like raining here uh, in, in North Carolina. Um, it's probably all day. raining. So, um, so we'll see. We'll see. I can't, I mean, I, you know, I can cook on the big green egg in the rain. As long as I like pouring out so much wine be over there, but I can, I can still do that. So we'll see. Uh, and in my glass, uh, I've got, um, I might do Eagle Rare. I've got some Eagle Rare. I've got a bottle of Eagle Ooh. Rare that I haven't opened yet. Uh, I might open that up for Saturday night. I like it. Uh, let's see. Okay. And then his second question, uh, will our first team defense give a touchdown? <laughs> Will our first team defense give up a touchdown? I think that they probably will, just because of the secondary issues mm. with uh, with Bullard being out. I'm sure that we're going to have some blown coverages. Okay. Is that, uh, a, is that a coach drill over under? Is that an official coach drill under over? It is not. Uh, okay. Not not first team defense. No. Uh, okay. I'm going to say yes to probably. I wouldn't be wouldn't be shocked. Um, but. I will say that leads into our next, not a question, but just a comment from John Michael D. He said, just wanted to say that I will never again ask a question concerning giving up a touchdown. Hashtag Munsoning. So he asked that last week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then so basically, basically we gave up too many points. And John Michael D, it's not your fault for asking a question. That is not how that's not how these things work. Don't worry about it. I I, I have finally like come to terms with that fact myself so yeah no more mentioning you're good yeah we're not we're not gonna worry about it okay it is now time 
All right, coaches over unders. We're going to start with the offense. Points scored at the half over under 24.5. Total points or points by UGA? By Georgia. Yeah, because this okay. is the Georgia offense section. Uh, points scored at the half. Um, I'm going to go under. Okay. I'm going to go under. And fun fact, I wrote everything down ahead of time so that I couldn't waffle and go back and forth. I'm going to okay. stick to it. All right. Okay. Next up for the Georgia offense over under six and a half total touchdowns. And we can, we can keep going back and forth. I'm going to, so I'm under six and a half total touchdowns. I'm going to go under. Okay. Um, 30, John is mathing. Checking, I'm checking the maths here. Six uh, touchdowns. I'm going to go over. Mm, over. Okay. Um, over under 450 yards of offense for Georgia. Over. Okay. Man, I wrote down under, but now I'm second guessing it. But I'm going to stick to what I wrote down. Okay. Uh, moving to the defense. Over under one and a half forced turnovers. And I think over. it's my turn. Over. Okay. I was going to say over. Okay. I'll go first again in the next one. Um, so we were both over on that one. Uh, over under 200 rushing yards allowed. I've got the under here. Like on the defense or? Our defense allows over under 200 yards rushing. Under. Okay. Agreed. Uh, by the way, Missouri averages 185 yards of rushing per game. Um, I have over... a feeling that they're going to they're gonna experience some, some problems this weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Over under one and a half sacks for the Georgia defense. Mm, I'll go over. Ah, me too. Over. Um, okay. I was going to ask a clarifying question to coach about this next one, but I forgot. So we're going to have to work something out, John. You For the special teams question, Georgia's first punt of the game over under second quarter. Why don't you just say um, over under halftime? Okay, we can do that. We're going to do that for simplicity, Coach. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Over under halftime for the first one. I'm going to say under. <laughs> uh, see, that's why the second quarter makes it so much more interesting. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, how how else would you do it? Like, I feel like we're overthinking this. We're way. I need it. I need to cut this out. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so we'll go back to the halftime. Okay, so you're under for halftime. I'm going to go over, over, over on the first okay. part. Okay. Like uh, this last one is amazing uh, for his miscellaneous. Brendan Douglas hurdle pictures shown on television over under 1.5 times. I'm going to go under. Okay. I'm going to go under as well because I think, I do think it will be shown. I think it will be in the opening sequence. Uh, I think it will be shown one time. Exactly. Uh, just to clarify, but I agree under. And, you know, in, in case anyone doesn't recall, Brendan Douglas, uh, he, he got like flipped upside down. Do you remember that play? I don't, although I'm looking at, uh, I'm, go I'm doing the Googles. Um, so it was the year, uh, like everybody was hurt. So like, Gurley was already Gurley had hurt. It was 2013. Uh, Gurley had hurt his ankle against LSU. And then Keith Marshall tore his ACL at Tennessee. 
And um, like we basically, I think that game we played with like JJ Green, who ended up transferring to Tech eventually, which like whatever, and Brendan Douglas. And like we beat Missouri. And um, Brendan Douglas had a play where he was like running the end zone and dove and got like he dove over. into the corner and got flipped over. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. It's cool. pretty awesome. It's that, real. So that's not exactly a hurdle. Yeah. Yeah. I get, yeah. Flip. I guess it's a flip. Yeah, he, he, he jumped, but he got hit while he was hurtling. Yeah. But he was definitely diving. A hurdle has the distinct look of I'm I'm jumping and kicking my foot over and expecting my feet to land and continue running. Like that's I, a hurdle. I think, I think that's fair criticism for Ghost Trivia. <laughs> Sorry, Kesh. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. All right. That's it, Coach. Uh, we are e- we will eagerly await the official. I love that like Coach Trill tracks them and like i don't have to make the joke that we're not going to track them and he tracks them and we get to look at it this thing is now, fun this year. and now, now now he's holding it holding it to us <laughs> my, my, feet, my feet are getting roasted i'm getting i'm getting beat now and now we like we like we talk about it we we uh we we, we stress over it um okay okay so for the game uh for this game georgia is as of monday we're, we record monday nights as a monday night georgia is favored by 28 points uh, the over under is 54 and a half total points. That gives us an implied score of 41.25 to 13.25. Um, and our not a sponsor, Odd Shark, their predicted score is 48.6 points to 25.2, which would be a Georgia win, a Missouri cover, and the over. You got any thoughts? Do you want me to kick, kick us off here? I'm going to go 45 to 14. <laughs> uh, <laughs> God, I got a podcast. All right. So I wrote this down. No, you didn't. I didn't. I, it's not exactly the same, but the offense is the same. I, I had 45 to 10. 45 okay. to 10. I, so. I wanted to throw out a, a field goal out there too, but like, eh, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I went 45 to 10. I mean, you know, I feel like in, in general, here's the thing. Like when we have played a power five opponent, we've looked like the number one team in the country and when we haven't, we haven't. And this is a power five team. It's on the road. It's at night. I, I do expect us to kind of come out firing on all cylinders, um, kind of, you know, a little bit angry uh, to correct the mistakes of last week. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see that. Yeah. It should be a good game. I'm, I'm hoping for a good game, beautiful weather, or at least there. Um, yeah. Look, look out. Uh, I think that um, everybody's going to be watching this game. There's a number of folks that are going to be watching to see if last week was just a fluke or if we are the the team that we think that we are from the first, you know, three games. <laughs> right. Which like, I don't know. I, I still can't decide how to feel. Cause like when I was, this is one of those things where like, like you were asking earlier about like, how did I feel about the run game and what I think about this or that. And I was like, you know, walking out of the stadium, I kind of felt like, well, there goes the whole, like, is this team better than last year? <laughs> yeah. Last year's team discussion. But I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think there's, we'll, we'll see. I, I think uh, it's definitely not definitive, but I know that was getting thrown around a lot last week. So we, we probably need to give it a little bit of time for that, you know, to see, but I, I definitely, I'm, I am really interested to see, like does that hold true right the whole like power five opponent thing and because if we come out and we look like if we look in this game 
the way we looked against Oregon in South Carolina, then I think that's a pretty, a pretty decent pattern. Also, I mean, <laughs> like not to call it out, but like away from home, we've been incredible. <laughs> uh, and this is a real game. So, you know, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know if there's anything, anything to that or not, but. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just think uh, it's kind of like last year. Like, do you think that the this UGA team is the team that we saw so far this year? Or was this just a fluke? Uh, like, Kind of like last year in the SEC championship, you kind of expect mm. them to you kind of expect them to bounce back. I mean, we still dominated them. I mean, like I said earlier, like it took this absolutely chaotic first quarter for them to even like be in the same breath as UGA for a period. Literally right. everything went wrong. Muffed a punt, threw some interceptions, um, missed guys, dropped balls, pass blocking's not there, blown coverage. Like everything that could have gone wrong did go wrong in that game, and we still beat the piss out of these guys. So, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, let's see. I think we, we've kind of talked about our, our days. You're going to be you're gonna be driving <laughs> so are, are you are driving you, again are, are you like in theory uh would you be home in time oh yeah for sure we okay. should, we should, there's not a there's no doubt that we should be home in time okay okay got it so but you'll be leaving in the morning there you know there's uh Interesting, uh, interesting game. I think to watch out for this weekend is uh, Kentucky at Ole Miss. So our boy Hunter, uh, you know that's uh, and, and Kentucky's in the top ten, which we didn't talk about the SEC shorts. Uh, if you haven't seen that, oh go check gosh, it out. Which, amazing. <laughs> which you know, I I do feel like you know we we talked about like kind of like the the noon kickoffs, and I, I remember I think it was last week one of the things you said was like maybe to get less uh, noon kickoffs like the SEC East should get better. And man, like, you know, three top 10 teams now. So with Georgia, Kentucky, and Tennessee, um, interesting to see. I, those, those things are cyclical. cyclical. Uh, I don't know if, if all those guys can hold on, but yeah, we'll I was see. about to say, we'll see how, we'll see how that thing looks at the end of the year. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. Cool. All right, man. Well, uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of your week at the beach. Uh, enjoy the rest of your vacation and hope, hopefully, uh, you're able to dodge all the, all the weather on, on Saturday and have a uneventful trip home. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Um, thoughts and prayers for everybody that is, um, in the path of the storm. Um, you know, we, we look like we're going to be safe. So, Hopefully you and your your families are as well. But um, I will be probably driving through the storm, so we'll see what happens. Uh, I just hope that this thing just kind of much ado about nothing. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right. Well, cool. we will uh, we'll be watching out for the dog Saturday night in in Como, as they say. And uh, you know, ho- hopefully we, we we bounce back and, and we see that. See that team we've seen against Power Five opponents. Awesome, yeah, man. Let's let's kick the tires and light the fires on another SEC game, man. Go dogs! Go dogs! <laughs>